everyone. Welcome back to Therefore Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. I'm Judy Mustang. And we are, well, it's spring break here in Southeast Kansas and Northeast Oklahoma, I guess. Are your, your kids yeah, are on yeah. spring break too, right? They yeah. are. Yeah. So um, I was looking around my house today and I, or yesterday, actually for the past couple of days going, I probably should do something with some of this stuff. And like, I'm kind of a dork. I don't love cleaning, of course, but I enjoy having a like a clean space and sometimes that purging feels nice. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we um we'd been talking about what we wanted to talk about and um we came up with this idea of a of a spiritual spring cleaning, I guess. I like it. Yeah. And um I don't know. I I jotted down some notes and and I'm sure you have some thoughts on on what this all means. But the first thing that came to my mind when I was talking about this, because it came to my brain like, oh, spiritual spring cleaning. And then I'm like, what does that mean? Like, where do you go from there? And what am I cleaning? Because, you know, it's, I, I don't know, it felt weird to me. But um, I probably have lots of things to clean. I, well, I do. Like spiritually and in the natural. What does that look like? I know. I don't know. Well, I guess it's, I guess that's what we're going to talk about. Well, hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll have something at the end to uh to share with you guys here. But um, so I, I jotted down some notes, and so my first one was the uh, Psalm fifty one, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And so I um my first thought was spring cleaning. I need to clean out my heart, and one of my always go to verses is from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, and you know, where your treasures are, you know, all that. So I, I, um, I probably really do need to do some spring cleaning there. I think everybody can do some spring cleaning there. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about it going like, what do I, what do you even say about that? But I think it's, it's, it's true for me anyway, that there are things that have been, um, and part of this stuff, I think it kind of all flows together for me, but like this idea of purging things out, being able to say no to things that aren't the important things or things that like, you know, no obligatory yeses. Like if I'm going to say yes to something, that's because I feel like I'm supposed to be doing it. Um, Those are hard. It is. It is. Hard. Especially, I don't know if I say especially right now, but like, it seems like when you have kids, and the kids need something like, you know, so they just automatically are like, oh, the parents, the parents. And and I get that. We need the parents to do that. But it it can't just be all one person. So part of my thought was I need to get rid of some of those things again. Like I need to refocus and renew that right spirit. Like I need God to do that for me. And so I need to be able to recenter my attention. It's like, um, do you use Google Maps? Yes. So like when you're using Google Maps and then like you touch the map itself and it kind of goes off and then it has a recenter button that pops off. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's me. I need a (laughs) recenter. I need that button. Like an easy button. I just need a recenter button. You know, when you said created me a clean heart um, out of the Psalms, the very first thing that popped into my heart and my mind was the motivation behind what I do. Like what's the posture of my heart? Like what? Why do I do what I do? Mm hmm. Um, why am I saying what I say? Maybe why did I post 
what I posted. Um, is that necessary? And maybe if we thought about that, right, gave it just a little bit of inclination before we. You know, it's funny is I was just talking to my daughter today about because um, she's been begging me to audition for The Voice for a while, and so we've kind of missed some auditions and. Uh, times like you, you can do virtual auditions and and so she, I'm like okay yeah we can do that like and we totally should do that I guess um but today in our in the car on the, the conversation was so mom if I actually audition for this I have to be careful what I sing now and I'm like yes you do and because she's thinking like her a few years ago wouldn't have cared so much about the type of song that she would be singing but the her now is like I have to be careful where I go with this because yeah. I have to be careful what I say, what I do and how I present myself and, and, and God, how I represent. So I was like, yes, yes, you do. That's good though. It is. It's good that she, that is renewing a right spirit. Yes, it is. You know, and I even talked to my boys this morning about, um, the motivation of our heart and they were talking about, um, a lot of kids wanting to do something. And I said, you know, um, you have to be careful about doing that. Um, there were some rules being established in their school that hadn't hadn't been established in, in, in the past, and they weren't really excited about it. Mm -hmm. And they thought that they, you know, a lot of people had been talking about doing something to oppose it. Right. And I said, you know, guys, I said, the Bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I said, whether you like it or not, what's the motive of your heart? Yeah. I mean, is it, is it something worth fighting for? That's it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I, and that's, and that's exactly what we talked about. I said, you know, is this rule worth getting into rebellion with God over? Is it? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, then they're Mom. like, but everybody's mad. And I'm like, well, it's, a, it, it, it's okay I, to be mad. Welcome to adulting. Yeah. You know, there's going to be rules established that you don't like. There's going to be, People say things and do things that maybe have, a, you know, an office over you and there's not mm -hmm. much you can do about it. But you you pray, but you don't just, I said, man, you got to keep your motive of your heart right. You can't just react. Yeah. And that's hard. It was. That's a hard lesson to learn. It's one that our world doesn't get. No, because they just want to, this is not okay. And they just want to rebel against that. And, you know, and the Lord and all these things is really, I mean... Trying to see where our heart is. Yeah. So why do you want to do that? Because everybody else does? Because you think it's such a horrible wrong or, you know, you got to really be careful because right. rebellion, whether it be in our mouth, whether it be in our action is as the sin of witchcraft. You know, that's kind of hard to swallow. Is that a, uh, I guess the question I always try to ask myself too is, is that rule? Yeah. You know, we're supposed to obey authority unless exactly and is it part of that unless and and it's ex we talked about that we talked all about that this morning and we had to talk about the the unless part yeah and the rules that were being established there, there really wasn't you know right and unless but it's still it's ridiculous it's, maybe yeah oh how, yeah. that's how they feel yeah anyway. that's how they feel yeah. yeah um but they um but then they were like okay you know they kind of yeah. succumbed to the fact that I, I see where you're coming from, yeah. mom. And it's, it is a lot of like 
what I call a wolf pack mindset sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, groups take on a personality. Yes. You know? Yes. And sometimes it's like, hey, that's annoying, but I, it's not like the end of my world, but it is for someone else. And so you take on that yeah, yeah. that offense for them. That's it. And part of, maybe this is part of renewing my spirit is that I and I've been fighting this obligatory yes thing for a while. But now it's almost like transitioned over to not taking on other people's offenses. Mm-hmm. It's not my battle. Yeah. I'll pray for them. I will do anything that I need to do to, you know, rectify a situation or to um, help. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'll be there. But I will not. I say I won't. I do it all the time. I will try not to. <laughs> Take that on yeah. and make it my own it. because I don't need the stress. Yeah. I don't need it to take up my mind space, my brain space. I don't need it to take up my heart space. No, it's too heavy to carry. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I'm trying to switch that a little bit, but. It's not always easy. <laughs> no. no, because I do like when, when people are wronged, mm-hmm. I want to fight that for them with them. I want to be supportive of them and, and, you know, show them that like they didn't deserve this. And I can still do that without taking on the offense myself. And I have to learn how to do that. But I feel like we've digressed way off of our (laughs) spiritual spring cleaning. But I almost said spiritual spring break. No, (laughs) no breaks here. We're not doing that. We were talking about the motives of the heart. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you talked about um, the mouth being... And, and I said, one of my verses is from the overflow of the heart, the mouth, mouth speaks. speaks. And so the second thing that I jotted down was that spiritual cleaning sometimes requires a deep mouth cleaning. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> but here's the thing. When I say that, I think people are automatically going to be like, oh, she's talking about cussing. I'm not. I mean, I don't. Right. But I'm not. that's not what I'm talking about, really. What, what I was thinking of was, well particular situation that I just shared with you beforehand, like what comes out of your your mouth and how you present Christ to others and are you doing it authentically, but also like purely, you know, you know what I mean? Like, are you being, are you being pessimistic all the time? Are you just a negative Nancy? Sorry for all you Nancys out there. Is, is, are the Karens the old negative Nancys? Is that how that goes? <laughs> This is guys. Sorry, this is where we get off on our on our tangents. That's here. incredible. I feel bad for everybody who has names who turn out like, to be like yeah, Nancy or Karen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are others. It'll be you know yeah. Anyway. yeah. But I was thinking about you know I, like negative talk yeah about people about God's people because That's He it. created them That's just it. as He created you and me and. And he loves them. Do you know the most mind-blowing thing to me? And this is, it, it really is mind-blowing for me. And it's its not, but it is. Because in my brain, I know it. But my heart doesn't always get the memo, right? That the person that I dislike the most on this planet, whomever that might be, couldn't even tell you who that might be, but whomever that is, some person out there that I would dislike the most, God loves them as much as I love my daughter, more than. Yeah. Good. And I would be appalled. And speaking of taking on offenses, mama bear offenses don't count. Those are like, I will totally take those on all day long. Like, 
that's that those are battles I'll fight. But I mean, how I feel when somebody is ugly to her, is mean to her, is lying about her, it, you know, being rude to her. I, the way that I feel about that, God must have so much more. Yeah. And are we, are we living by that? Yeah, I think that's really hard. You know, the Bible says, don't um, convey railing for railing, but blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and he said, you know, word of word bless. She loved that though. But it says eye for an eye. <laughs> it does. Uh, I know. Yes, and, you know, but. And then it says to pray for your enemies and those who spitefully mm-hmm. use you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like that Christianity 101 begins when you begin to pray for those oh, that. I know what you're going to say. I know. You got to speak a <laughs> blessing over them. That's when I begin to heal. You know, that's, that's, I always tell people, I said, forgiveness is the first step. The second step is speaking a blessing over those and praying for those. You know, everybody says, well, I pray for them. Do you? I really <laughs> do don't. you really mean Do you it? really? Or do you give me a prayer emoji? Yeah. Like on Facebook. Oh, what my husband calls T&P, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. He hates that. Like when, yeah. when he's looking through Facebook and something has happened to somebody mm. and everybody's just like, thoughts and prayers. My thoughts yeah. and prayers are with you. And he's like, so Are fake. Yeah, so I fake. want them to be like really praying yeah. for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to give me a prayer emoji and do not send me. I'm sending good vibes. No. <laughs> I don't do want not. your vibes. I don't want no vibe. I want you to pray. <laughs> um, there's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Okay. We could talk about that on <laughs> yes. another day. Yeah. But you know, all throughout the Bible, people would like stop dying in the Old Testament to bless their kids. <laughs> right? I mean, they're like, just a second. Wait that? I mean, yeah. It's fascinating to me that. Yeah, it's because. You know, what's funny, though, is like, that's not even just Old Testament stuff. There Thank are you. people today who hang on long enough just to see that family member. And that's it. Well, you know, and our words carry weight. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. So um, I have Luke 645. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. That's good. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then Philippians 214. I wrote this down for my own self. You're going to be like, this is very telling, Megan. Do everything without complaining or arguing. That's... I'm not going to lie. We used to have this on the refrigerator in our house because I had preteens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone else has you know? the the family love and like in, in all calligraphy across. No, ours is do everything. No, without I think there should be. A, I think there should be a fast. Oh, a complaining fast. I like it. Yeah, like gosh. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what are you giving up for Lent? Complaining. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Oh, what? Criticism, judgment, and complaining. You know, the Israelites had to stay 40 years because they can, you know, here it is. Yeah. I mean, even Jesus is like, you complain, you remain. Yeah. D- don't stay there. I mean, don't stay 40 years somewhere because God can't trust you with your mouth somewhere else. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean, because Judy's coming out the box today, guys. Coming out of the box. But in my mind, like if if I'm God and I can't trust what's coming out of your mouth. Oh, sure. I'm not going to give you any kind of. I'm not giving you a platform. No. I'm not going to give you people to speak over. I'm not going to give you, you know, I I think some people are like, man, God, why haven't you let me go out here? Why can't I minister to more people? Why can't I? I think we're going to need another episode. We might. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and God's like, well, whenever I can trust. That what comes out of your mouth isn't going to hurt my people. Then I will release you. Yeah. Because right now I can't trust that that you can do that. And sometimes we wonder why we're like, man, I thought God was going to do this for me years ago. And God's like, 
I wanted to do it I'm for waiting. you. Yeah. <laughs> Just waiting on you to do your part, sister or mister. You know yes. what I'm saying? And so, I mean, really, it's kind of an if and then. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I hate math. I know. And if you'll do this. Oh, no. It is our <laughs> so if, thens, and therefores. Yeah, yeah. It's our therefore. And if you could <sighs> quit. St- I mean, I wouldn't give somebody a microphone. No. I wouldn't give people voice into my kid's life if I thought they were going to hurt them. And I, I feel like, again, with our culture today, and I don't mean just United States culture, but that's my experience. So this is where I am. Negativity is praised and yeah. lauded. Yeah. And almost the, applauded. Yeah. I mean, like, like you stood how up for far some, can yeah. I put you down? Yeah. And people are, it's, it's like, instead of. And I see this all the time. You go to Facebook and there's a, a little drama starting, right? And suddenly here comes the Michael Jackson popcorn memes. You know, have you seen those? Where like, it's just Michael Jackson sitting in a movie theater eating popcorn and uh, watching. Yeah. yeah like yeah. they're just watching the comments back and yeah. forth. And I'm like, this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's true. I like that. A fast of criticism, judgment, criticism, fast. Yeah. Eek. I feel like that's, does that, so that, that must might be go harder than food. That's, everything's kind of going right according to like my notes here, which is only God planned because we, we never yeah. sit down and like plan like how these things are going to go. We just kind of start talking. But my next one was renewing your mind. So, oh, so heart, mouth, mind. I guess I'm making my way up here. But um, the thing, uh, Romans 12 too, right? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and then uh, what, this is what I was thinking of. Second Corinthians 10, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. That's the part we always say, like, we'll take every thought captive. Yes. But the next part is key to make it obedient to Christ. So you're not just taking your thought captive. You're not just like absorbing it and like pushing it out. Your job is to make it obedient That's to right. Christ. Well, you know, and when you talk about making something obedient, because it says to take every thought captive. When I think of someone being taken captive, it's not a nice, could you no. please go with me no. here? I mean, and the Lord has said, take every thought captive. You know, and I've had people say, well, Judy, I, I, can I stop, you know, these thoughts that come in my head? No, but you can determine how long they stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people that you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from making a nest. Well, that's very. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, we, image, we yes. have to entertain and we entertain yeah. thoughts that we shouldn't entertain. We are the one that choose not to renew that, our mind. Yeah. You know, if men, sometimes we will cycle through that thought so much that we have, um, we have already played out. What we're going to say. Yeah. I mean, we have like a little Mike Tyson boxing match getting ready to happen. That never happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? It never <laughs> it's happens. true, but you are prepared for yeah, every outcome. Prepared. I mean, really, if we would get, take those thoughts and put them on something good, yeah. just think what we could do. But really, it, we have to take those thoughts captive. When I think of being taken captive, I think of, you know, security and military and police, and they yeah. are taking somebody, they are putting, they are binding them, and they are removing them. And putting them in the place where they can't hurt or be um, a danger. Right. 
to someone else. And if I think that I have to do that with a thought that it can't hurt me or be a danger to me or to somebody else, because eventually what's in our thought life will come out of our mouth. Right. And lodge in our heart if we don't. Yes. Watch it. I'm sure I've shared this before, if not on here, for sure on my blog. But I had a friend one time who created a a worry box, I guess, or an anxiety box. And that sounds like a funny thing to call it, but I don't know what else to call it. So there it is. But um, she dealt with worry and anxiety so much that it was it was debilitating for her. And so um, she and her counselor were trying to find ways for her to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so she would write down on a piece of paper when something came up that was worrisome to her. And so she, then she would write it down and she would pray over it, whatever. And when she felt like she could, she would put it in the box. And that was to signify that she had given it over to God. But if she started worrying about it again, she had to pull it back out. I'm sure that that I've never done this, but I am positive that that was the most humbling of experience when you have to go pull that thought back out of the box to say, um, I think I got this one, God. I don't know that I really trust you enough yeah. to handle that. You you, can't, you don't have this one for yeah, me. Yeah. So, yeah. It's really hard to think that we think that way. Yeah. But we do. We do. And anxiety is such a prevalent emotion. Is it, yeah. really, is it an emotion? Yeah. It's that we that we deal with today, especially our kids. And all I say, especially our kids, I don't think so anymore, but I think it's everybody now. But, and I think it partially goes back to that renewing, well, the, the cleaning out the mouth part, like the pessimism that they hear, the negative comments that they hear and see on social media. And, you know, people say things on social media that they would never say in real life, but some of them get awfully close sometimes to just saying it in real life because they say it so much on social media and there's no consequence. So when they, when they put it out there in real life though, man, those words, well, and on social media, those words cut. They do. It cuts deep. That old saying of sticks and stones may break, may break my bones is a lie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm saying because, you know, when we say that your words will never hurt me, that that's a lie. Um, because our words pierce, um, very deeply. And some of us have been debilitated or bound by someone's words for years. Some of us, even since childhood, somebody has said something over us that we have fought um, in our identity and our, you know, in our, we fight insecurities, we fight rejection all because of what somebody said to us. And it's getting those thoughts captive. Right. And saying, you know, but that's not what the Lord says about me. Yeah. You know, and, and really renewing your mind is an incredible piece um, that's necessary in a Christian walk. I have noticed that when they're, well, first of all, what are the things that we remember as children? And I don't mean like the happy times or whatever, but the the things that stick out to you in word form, I can almost promise you were negative things that somebody said yeah. to you or about you that you heard. There are things that happen today that will bring back those memories of whatever so quick. And that person, today's person might not be meaning any harm by what they're saying, but my brain connects it to this old hurt. Mm -hmm. And so then I end up lashing out a 
against the new person who really has nothing nothing to do with them. Yeah. But I'm still holding on to the to the grudge, to the hurt. Maybe not the grudge, to the hurt of the past. And yeah, well, because it cuts deep. Yeah, you know, it cuts deep. You know, uh, we have to be so careful what we say to someone, even about someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, they're going to find out. They well, they are. Just, Especially if it's negative. Yeah. It seems, I always tell people the enemy seems to make sure that they find out what you said, Mm -hmm. um, which is not okay, but it seems to happen. Um, You know, really, the things that we say should change people for the good. I mean, everything, everything that we say, you know, to, to just anybody in our world. I mean, really, we should see if we can talk in an entire conversation or with an entire somebody and not say something negative or complaining, critical, you know. Judy's pulling out all know, the challenges I know, I know. It's, a, it's a tough thing. And, you know, here we are, you know, fighting these things. But people are affected their entire life because of what we say. Right. Something that you might not even remember saying to a person yeah. might be the thing that holds with them yeah. for forever, years. Yeah. You Potentially know, for the rest of their lives. For sure. Well, you know, I can remember going to Walmart because that's where everybody goes. Yes, that yeah. is where. I mean, it's the hot spot. That, I mean, that's really the gathering place. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I see is. all my friends there. Yes. You know, and I can remember I had all four boys with me and we were going um, into the checkout line back when you had cashiers, you know, oh, back in the day. Oh, <laughs> back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. No, we have, we have some now. Um, and then they put all that wonderful, like, candy and yes they do all right at high level right of all the kids I mean, very mm-hmm. good marketing piece and all of my kids are there and they're kind of helping me bag at all four boys and the cashier said looks like you have some really good help there and i said i do i got some really good help they're really great kids and just teasing she said something like are they all oh are they are you sure that all of them are really great kids and I can remember they were all going to turn around and tell, well, all except that (laughs) That one. one. Yeah. I can remember saying, yeah, they're all really great kids. And when I said that, I heard all four of my boys exhale. They were like, because, you know, they were like, you know, isn't it crazy that they all wanted to make sure that. We said something good, and, you know. No, no. Yeah, she's not going to talk. Yeah, about she's me, not going to talk about. You know, yeah. what did I do today? You know, no, but I mean, they really. We want, you know, I'm, I'm a grown woman with kiddos that are married, and I still want my parents to say great things yes. to me. It it makes me feel good when my mom and my dad say that they're proud of me and that they love me. As a grown adult, yes, I still need that from my folks. And how much more do the people around us? You know, need that. Be careful. I mean, say the things that you're thinking that are good to somebody. Don't just think it. Right. Don't just think, wow, they look really nice. Or, wow, that's that was really kind. Right. Or, wow, you did a really good job. You know, a lot of times we think that, but we don't go tell them. But, you know, sometimes that's exactly what they need. You know, I can remember I had an individual see me out at a convenience store one day, and I just waved at them, um, such sweet people, and they said, Hi, Judy. They said, you're one of my favorite people. And I'm Aww. telling you, I've carried that. I've carried that because I can remember thinking, wow, that you have no idea how that changed my entire day today. You um, know, it's funny. I was, this is, yeah. I teach. And so my students are um, anywhere from like 
12-ish up to 18, right? Throughout the day, I deal with all those age ranges. And I have a, um, a, a my 14, 15, 16-year-old kiddos. Um, you know, sometimes you could just tell that they're not having an awesome day or whatever. You just check in, right? Just as they're walking in the classroom or um, if something's going on in the middle, you know, just walk over and be like, hey, is all, are you good? Are, you know, do you need anything? Whatever. You just try to check in. And I um, had the opportunity to have one of those students hanging out in my room while his, uh, the parents were at uh, talking to a different teacher. Conferences last week. The kid wasn't in trouble. It's just conferences. Um, and so, uh, but he, he sat down and we were talking and he was um, telling me just, you know, he's kind of a new kid. So we were just talking and and he said, you know, the uh, that one day that you asked me if, if I was doing okay, like I was having a really bad day and and you just asked me if if I was okay that day and you just, and he said it just meant the world. And I'm like and for a minute in my brain I didn't even I don't even know what he's talking about. Like you know, I cannot think of that particular instance of of what he's talking about. But the fact that that meant something to him means everything cuz he is, you know, teenage kids have it hard and gosh, I just want to build them up. Yeah. And to yeah, know that it was that it happened and I didn't even mean for it to happen. Yeah. And, you know, we establish identity so much in those moments, oh, yes. you know, especially as, as teens and they need it. They need it. Yeah. Just as much as we do. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I had on my, but feel free to jump in with any, like if you have, I don't know, but I, I wrote down cleaning out your closet and I, what a weird way to say it, but like getting rid of hidden sins I guess Mm -hmm. or hidden offenses or you know whatever like anything that you have to like dust out the room to give you space to to do all that renewing that we've been talking about um I think hidden offenses is probably one of the greatest things that the enemy binds us with right you know I mean even the prodigal son's brother oh yeah he was he was silently oh, well. frustrated. Our, you know, Cain and Abel. That's it. Silently frustrated this whole time. He wasn't so silent, but yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he really came out. But you know, really being offended, yeah, is is probably one of the worst things that can happen because oh, yeah, it grows bitterness. It does, and bitterness speaks. Yeah, I always tell you know, start talking to me about your situation, and I can tell you where you are in your healing. Yes. I can, I can locate oh, yeah. you every time. Yeah. You know, and when I start hearing things come out of my mouth and then I hear that bitterness come out of me, I mean, there's a quickening in my heart and in my spirit that the Lord's like, so we're not done healing yet. <laughs> Got a little <laughs> yeah. more work to do here. You, need to get, you know, kind of let some stuff go. Yeah. You know, the best thing that we could ever do is release forgiveness. Yeah. Really? That's a... Uh... <laughs> the next thing. So I, I jotted down Psalm 32 that says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. That's wow. a, and then it later on says, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity and said, and, and I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sins. And then my next thing was releasing unforgiveness and bitterness. You know, and really, Confessing. Nothing. Yeah, well, confessing our sin before the Lord 
he's not surprised or shocked. It's not as if he doesn't know. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't go, oh, wow, Judy, I had no idea. I'm so glad you cleared that up for me. You know what I'm saying? He is completely aware. He just wants to say, you know, it's It's like, I mean, we literally are little children for him. Seriously. Where, you know, we've all had those moments um, where your kid has done something, right? And you know, totally know it was them. And they're denying, denying, denying until that moment when they when they decide to tell you and you're like, I, I know, you know, like, yeah, and it's okay. Yeah. I'm glad you told me. We have kind of a rule in our house that like, if you, you can mess up, you, people are going to mess up. You can mess up, but don't lie to me about it. That's it. Like, don't try to hide it because that is the thing that will like, yeah, that, that breaking of the trust, you know, and thankfully God is so much more than we are. Yeah. And so he doesn't have that break, you know, right. where he's not, there's not a, um, you know, where he's surprised and like hurt by your, you know what I mean? Like he already knows. So he's not going to be even, um, more upset with you for, yeah. he's just going to be glad that you let it go. Well, you know, so just it, let it go. I don't know about you, but whenever I have just laid it all out for the Lord, I feel so much better. I mean, I've carried well, this thing that's so heavy yes. that I don't want to carry. I shouldn't be carrying and why we fight freedom. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Why we fight freedom, you know, it's crazy. He's like, I just want to set you free. I just I, want you to feel better. I just want you to be okay. Right. Why we run we, from that? We're like, no. And hide that. I'm going to hold on to this. Thank you. As Seriously, it's like holding something in plain sight. Right. Because he's like, so I see it. You can tell me you have it. It's like little kids who eat chocolate and say, no. Yeah. No, I didn't have it. I didn't have any. <laughs> My, uh, I, well, I, I can remember vividly, um, you know separating divorce all that stuff and and really there's multiple times that this is true but those are the moments that it sticks out to me the most because that's a heavy weight that sits and um finally like at night just pouring over the bible and just praying it all out there just letting it all go and having that lifting of of despair that's it my kids are one of my classes has been reading the Pilgrim's Progress. And one of the things in the Pilgrim's Progress is the the main character, whose name is Christian, you know, so um, he has this heavy burden on his back at the beginning of the story. Nobody else can see the heavy burden, but he can feel it. And of course, certain people can see it, right? And um, when he gets to the cross, it it falls off of him with no no help from him because he made it to the cross where Jesus had already done it all for him. So it just falls off and it rolls down and it enters into a tomb and is sealed away from him with this, this tomb. And, and that's really what it is. This weight lifted off is, is huge at uh, Hebrews 12. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress. Wow. So easily entangles us. You know, I think we all have something that easily entangles us. Oh, yeah. We all have something that, you know, I, there's things I I'm sure Multiple that, things, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a snare to me, but not a snare to you. Right. And I think that's what makes sometimes our Christian interactions so hard with other like faithful followers, because I might be convicted about something that you're not convicted yeah. about and vice versa, because it's, it's not a, yeah. it's not a, an entanglement for me uh, or a snare, you know? Mm-hmm. But it might be for you. And to understand that we're all on different walks. And it's, I know it's difficult because that doesn't always mean that we have the same shared experiences. 
and we don't know how to connect necessarily. But there's somebody else out there who's been on that journey, on that path, that, you know what I mean? Who's walked through that. Find those people when you need to, but it doesn't mean that the other people around you are doing something wrong yeah, because they're in the wrong or they're not dealing with what you're dealing with. That's it. But I think there are moments when we need to really self-evaluate and say like, what are my, what are my things? What do I need to start avoiding? Might be a, who do I need to start avoiding? You know what I mean? Like there are moments where it's, uh, somebody else is, is all in on something that is a snare for you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person or anything. It might mean that for your own journey, yeah. you have to step back from them for a while. Because it could be a snare for you somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And nobody wants that. No. <laughs> it's never fun, is it? Uh, this Some of the things that I put on here are just like, duh things, like things that I feel like we should all know, right? Um, bring Jesus into your daily life. Like, I, I'm a prayer journaler. Most people who have been listening to this for any length of time know that. So I like to write out my prayers. So that means my Devo times in the morning, I have to extend them and have ex- like an extensive amount of time because I need that time to read the Bible too and then pray about it because I, I want to write it all out. Um, but I can't do one without the other. I can't just pray and never read the Bible because otherwise I, I miss things. God has so much to show us. Yeah, I think if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you've read the Bible and or some passage more than once and you're like, oh, that hits different this time. Or he pointed out something that wasn't applicable to you at the last time, you know, not that he's changing the meaning, but you're able to see another layer of, of it. And so he's going to use that scripture to talk to you. And I don't know, that's probably one of my, uh, my biggest things for me is if I, if I miss that time, well, we've talked about this. If I miss that time, it's no bueno after a few days. Like I, I gotta, like, I need that, that time and that redirection because. And so does everybody else around me. Well, yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They all, they, they all need for me to have that time Thank too. You. So nobody messes with me that's during that time. If, if, if my kid wakes up early because I do my devos in the morning, if my kid wakes up early, she comes in sneaking in. Because she does not want to disturb my time. And I appreciate that. I don't know. What else? What do you, what else do you think we have that's spiritual spring cleaning? I actually Googled it. Did you know that Billy Graham had a spring spiritual spring cleaning thing? I didn't. Yeah, he did. Not funny. Like, of all the people that I thought would, and it wasn't. But anyway. So yeah, he has a, um, and his was to eliminate clutter so get rid of distractions that block your intimacy with god that's what it says oh my gosh so that's like huge yeah i mean how many times can get you get rid of like, distractions well jeez I, I don't know if you're like me but the, i this is what i say you guys know, that have heard me i always say there's strategies of the enemy that keep us from lots of things that's why when you get ready to read your bible you fall asleep mm-hmm that's why you're you know, never tired until you open yeah, it up that's right and, you know or all of a sudden you finally get to sit down and anything and everything happens. The kids come in, they need this, mm-hmm. this happens. You get a phone call, you know, life, life. And the enemy will do anything possible 
to keep you from getting the word inside of you because the word brings light mm-hmm. and life. And if he can keep you from that, you know, because the well, Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. I mean, how can you really go forward yeah. if you have no idea what it says? Yeah. And if I can keep you from knowing what it says, then you really can't fight me. I used to tell my kids that I said, you know, it's like being in a fight and you don't know the rules. <laughs> and so yeah. the enemy can hit you below the belt anytime he wants because you don't know that that's not applicable in right. this fight. But when you know that it's that the Lord said, no, he can't. Or no, the enemy can't take that from you. Or no, he can't do this to you yeah, because I have said, the authority, the power. To that's do it. This to you. I mean, and so when I know that, then I can say, I'm sorry. But no, you can't do that. You can't take yeah. my kids. You can't take my stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. take my peace. You can't take my joy. And when I know all that, he can't steal it from me. But if I don't know that, it says that in the word. Yeah. That's like fighting Just without any rules. Going in blind. That's it. Yeah. And it's really like boxing in the air. <laughs> I mean. Which is what the word says. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. like boxing there. You're You are fighting. You're, you're, I mean, expending all kinds of energy and getting nowhere with it. Right. You know, and then you become like a flower planted in the desert because you have no root. Right. And so when winds come and storms come and circumstances come and giants come and walls come that at you, you can't stand and you falter and you fail and we, and, and we flail and because we, we have no idea how to fight the battle before us. And it's, it's all right there. It's all in the Bible, but we don't know that right. because the enemy has been successful in distracting us from those moments. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can all say. Yeah. yeah. All, I mean, it's happened. Yeah. All the, all the time. I, it took we me a long time to realize that I have to schedule. Thank you. My Devo time. You have to. It has to be, and there has to be a habit. Right. It, it can't be something I think about like. Right. I'm, I'm never going to just decide. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start well, on Monday. I might, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I can't rely on that Yeah. to be, because like you said, something's going to come up every time. And to be honest, that's why I get up at five o'clock in the morning and my husband leaves at 520 and then I'm doing my Devo by 530 because I, that's the time that I have. And it helps me get ready for my day. And I know I realize some people rather do their Devos at night. Eh, whatever. That's you. It's fine. Just have that time. Some people do it on lunch. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not here to tell you when. Mm -hmm. Just tell you to do it. Really. So helpful. This distraction game, though, that's that's a big one because it yes. could be so many things. And sometimes they're legitimate things. I mean, right? Like your kids come in and they need something. I mean. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's, you know, and the enemy always wants us to distract us from the, our, our purpose. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about Nehemiah, when he was building the wall, he had Sanballat and Tobiah. They were constantly trying to distract him. <laughs> you know, they were like, I mean, they were, I mean, seriously, constantly trying to distract him from his purpose well here's what i say to everyone i uh, that if i for some reason end up talking to you about this and i say um hey are you on tiktok and they say oh no i i thought about it i'm like don't don't i have tiktok it's highly addictive yeah like i can sit down and think that i'm going to flip through a few videos and suddenly it's 45 minutes thank you and i was supposed to spend like five minutes waiting on something else to finish while i you know was just like mindlessly browsing or whatever um, I think that it says something about our hundreds of different streaming devices, like apps and services and all of that, that have hundreds of different shows that you can only get on those. Like, 
I don't know what if you have a DVR, but and the fact that we have DVRs where we can like, I, I don't want to miss that. Like I don't have to make a choice on which TV show I'm going to watch. I'm going to, I can watch them all because I can just record this one and do this. And uh, there's just so many things out there. There's children's activities. Lots of good things. Yeah. That are distracting. That's the, uh, so, oh, what's his name? Comer. John Mark Comer, I think is his name. Ruthless, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. He talks about how they, as a family, they have just decided that um, the kids aren't going to start doing sports until they're in junior high because it's 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 unnecessary. Like your kid playing football at third grade isn't going to help them get to NFL any more than a kid playing football in seventh grade. You know, that's their opinion. And so they have just decided that like in order to keep ourselves from adding soccer football, basketball, volleyball, whatever else out there that they're just going to nix that and say that you're not going to do it until you're in junior high. I like that. I also understand this, what is it, FOMO, fear of missing out. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's also distraction. It is. Especially when you see like pictures on social media. It's another one of those distractions, right? Of like, oh, look what's happening over here, and I'm not there. Yeah, all kinds of distractions that um, can can really take us away from what our purpose should be. And so, I go back to this question a lot for almost everything that I do. What's the end goal? What's the result that I'm hoping to get? I'm gonna guess that watching hours of television. And being able to name all of the characters on whatever isn't ever going to be my answer. But I understand that we we all get sucked into those things sometimes. We do. You know, and I I think there's a difference between distraction and disturbance. Yes. You know, I always tell people that um, in our praise band that I always make the distinction I said, you know, I could stand at the back of the church when they're playing and make faces at them. Right. And And that might distract him. I said, but if I come up and take the pick or the drumsticks out of their hands, I have now become a disturbance because I stopped their purpose. So I guess my question would be, are you ignoring the distractions and stepping away from the disturbances? You know, because Nehemiah said he kept ignoring the distractions. He kept ignoring what they were saying. He kept ignoring everything that they said, and he would ignore it. He would ignore it. And finally, when they decided, when they decided, yeah, hey, well, that's we're, not working. That's even, yeah, he's like, they're going to come across. They're going to come over that wall, you know. And this is like First Judy, you know, mm-hmm. whatever one hundred one. <laughs> and and he said, you climb your hips up on the wall. I'm going to take you out because you're not going to disturb the purpose and plan of God for my life, you know. And I think sometimes we have to say, you know what. That's become a disturbance for me. That's become a disturbance for my family because I can't read the Bible. Right. And I have tried for weeks or months or days or whatever your are and, and I can't ever do it. So it's become a disturbance because it has disturbed like my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we've got to be able to. I don't like that. I like your comparison. Right. Just yeah. Clarify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think we just have to really go, okay, what has become a disturbance? What am I not? And what's a distraction? What am I not ignoring? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to ignore posts. Uh, you know, hey, I I got that one. 
Yeah. Just keep scrolling is my yeah. motto. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to post. I'm mm-hmm. not going to respond. I'm not going to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get on social media today. Yeah. I'm going to stop. I'm going to put my phone funny? behind me. I, I have just made it kind of a rule for myself lately that I'm not going to be tied to my phone in a way of like, oh, you text me. I have to look at it right now. Or um, you post something on Facebook I and I didn't and I missed it. What? You know, like that I'm just kind of stepping away from that and not like intentionally to like, I don't know, leave people out of things. It's just that life is full and and busy and but busy in a good way. And the drama that might come from Facebook or the fact that your puppy celebrated their third birthday, like they're adorable. I love them. But like, you know, it's okay if I miss that. It's okay. And if it's too important, you're going to have to like reach out and, and I will get back to you because I might not answer right away, but it has really perturbed some people that I don't respond immediately. It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm like, dude. What I mean, I know we're not in the eighties anymore. Like people validation. just show up at yeah. the door, and like my husband has a friend who still just shows up at the door, doesn't call and tell you he's coming or whatever. And we'll be like, you know who it is because nobody else does that. Nobody else is just going to show up. That's whatever. But yeah, it, it really upsets them when I don't just jump to the beck and call. And gosh, that's not the life I want to live. No, and why do they need to be validated so bad? So quickly. Well, yeah, so isn't quickly. that isn't yeah. that just kind of a side effect of our society? It is. Doesn't mean it's right. No. Doesn't mean we accept it as no. such. Just. But we want people to validate what we do. Yeah. Condone. Whatever. The next thing that Billy Graham put on his was to scrub away dirt and disinfect. Cleanse your dirty attitudes and behaviors and purify your soul. Boy, dirty Jesus. attitudes. Whoa. Ooh. Mind, mouth, moods, and attitudes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> attitudes! Wow, that'll that you will hear come out your mouth. Yes. Oh yes, that's my. This is I, again talking to my daughter today, and she was telling me because my ex husband used to say because well, you know snarky whatever like in joking manner it was not you know but he would say something and I would like snark back something. He'd be like, girl, that mouth of yours is going to get you in trouble someday. <laughs> like never, please don't think he was like, it was never like that. Um, but Lene said that he told her that just the other day. And she was like, I remembered him saying that all the time. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. She inherited my attitude. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes you can see yourself and your children. Yeah. And go, oh, I think I might need to change. <laughs> Who made you like I know. this? <laughs> Sometimes I tell my kids, "You," I said, you are acting just like your mother. <laughs> Could just stop that. <laughs> right. The next thing he says is to vacuum. Suck up everyday annoyances and persistent resentments that will stain your soul if you let them accumulate. Mm, resentment. Back to that bitterness. Yeah. To, and then he tells us to dust. Wipe away parts of the past that are hindering from you moving from moving you into the future and then polish make sure your relationships shine by serving others as god leads you i like that because i think for me at the end of the day my goal of spring cleaning my house is to make it presentable right so that i can have others over i like to um entertain people i say that entertain people but you know what i mean like i like to have people over and host yeah yeah i enjoy that and so um 
this little studio area that Judy is sitting in right now is not part of that. It will never be clean because <laughs> it is the catch-all. Does every house have a catch-all room? Please tell me yes or else I'm going to feel bad about this. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. It, I mean. I'm going to be like, I need to start at the catch-all room. But. Well, you catch-all. know, houses are containers. That's right. Mine contains lots of things. It does. Lots of catch-all rooms. Good, bad, and otherwise. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think that that's probably apt for me, too. So at the end of the day, what my goal of spring cleaning, my, my spirit the spiritual spring cleaning is to how am I going to move forward with this? You know, I'm like the renewal of man, the renewal of the mind, the heart, and, and I guess the mouth by, by byproduct. That sounds so nice to me. Like even just saying those words puts this picture in my mind of this like peaceful brook, like just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. water just yeah. meandering down this little, and I love it. Because I love being around water. So uh. it's, it's good. Well, you know, all of those things really pertain to our peace. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if, if those things are um, out of balance, um, it, it will steal our peace. Which is all part of the enemy. Yeah. Steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. Right. You know, and, and the Bible says that great peace have those whose mind is stayed upon him. You know, and... If our mind is stayed oh, upon so him, true. you know, says, I'm going to have great peace if, if my mind stays on him. But if my mind stays on other things, if my mind stays on distractions and disturbances, if my mind stays on bitterness and envy, if my mind stays on jealousy, and if my mind stays on things that I don't have because I've seen somebody else get something that I've been believing God for, man, you need to tell yourself your time's coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to quit staying right there. You're going to stay there longer. You know, tell yourself my time's coming. You don't know what they had to went through. You don't know what yeah. their season looked like till they got there. They're in their winning season. You'll be in it new next. Yes. You know, just hang tight. But if my mind stays on the things, you know, the Bible says, think on those things that are lovely, that are pure, that are, yeah. he said, think on those things. You know, That's do we, my, my daughter's go-to verse. Yeah. Do we think about what we're thinking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I don't think so. No. I don't. I, I think we're such a mindless society. Yeah. Which is can be dangerous yes. to ourselves and to others around us. Yes. Because we can we can pierce ourselves just as much as we can pierce someone else. You Probably know, do it all the time. Yeah. Well, because we say things about ourselves. Well, I'm never going to have this. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to have a job like that. I'm never going to have a home like that. I'm never going to have a, a, you know, a mate like that. I'm never going to, you know, have... You know, and, and we pierce ourselves, and, and we say it so much and we think about it so much that we actually believe right. that God is not big enough to give us those things as if he's somehow inhibited or that he's choosing not to Thank for you. some reason. And for me, that's, you know, going back to not just you're created for such a time as this, but also it's always in God's timing for everything. There is a season. That's it. I and mean, I thank God for his timing. Always. And you know, that's funny because I get so aggravated by it sometimes. Yes. But when it happens. Oh, my gosh. Then you go, okay, you you knew this. Yes. This was right. I don't know about you, but there's been things that I've went through. And I think, you know, let's just say that there's been times that um, it it seemed like seasons and then the Lord would place me in a position, you know, and and I would think, oh, wow, that, that took a little bit longer than I thought. But then... 
when I think about it, I think, you know what, had he put me in that position earlier right. in my life, I might have hurt his people because right. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't, you know, I, maybe I didn't have the experience. Maybe I didn't have the character, you know, to keep me from hurting someone. But he, he walks me through seasons in my life and he said, okay, now, now I, now this is you know, you and he's like, I, I told you a long time ago that I was going to put you there, you know, because yes. many times we know, cause he'll yeah. give us a glimpse in the future. Like, this is what I want to do with your life. Yeah. You know, this is where you're going. And, and I know that. And then I think, man, why did that take so long? And then I see myself going through this roller coaster of crazy or, you know, events in my life. And then all of a sudden he's like, now you're ready. Yeah. There's sometimes some free qualifiers you have to go through. Yeah. Well, and thank God, because had he put me in that position earlier, I would not have treated his people correctly. I yeah. might have made a mess out of things and it been worse. Yeah. You know, I might have fallen. You know, I sometimes see people that I call them shooting stars, um, <laughs> you know, because yeah. they have gifts. Yes. But they haven't they don't have the character to keep them in the place yet. And I see sometimes, you know, you know, whether we've been put in that position too quickly you know what I'm saying? Or all of a sudden you see somebody put in a position yeah. too quickly because they do have a gift. They just don't have well, the character yet. We would think about Saul, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the things that he did pre-Paul are things that would just like horrify most of us, right? And God could have called him at any time. Could have changed his mind at any time. But instead he waited until Paul was going to be most effective for him. And he had to have that connection with Christ first. Yeah. And many times in his testimony, he would say, and I told you about how I was yeah. before. You know, everywhere he went, he preached his testimony. You because know? it's an amazing testimony. Yeah. And he would say, I was the we all have those. chiefest of sinners. I was, you know what I'm saying? This is what I, this is who I was. And, you know, really, when I look back over my life and I see there's times that God will give me a place to have voice in people's lives, which is an incredible thing. Yeah. When the Lord ever gives it's you humbling. voice yes. into somebody's life because he trusts you with their heart. And so if for whatever reason you felt like you've had to wait too long, man, don't don't do that. He's just that he's he, he's building something inside of you so yeah. he can trust you with the people he's getting ready to give you. I think that's incredible. And I love, I love the story. If, if we wrote our own stories, I think we would, we would leave out a lot of adventures, quote unquote, a lot of, you know, some that we don't look back with fondly, but I say it every time God has let you go through it for a reason. Yeah. And it might be you and it might be someone else, it might be you and someone else. Yeah. And, and he's going to use that. Yes. So even though it's not fun or enjoyable, Gosh, there's a purpose. Such a purpose. Well, I don't know. You threw out so many challenges this week, Judy. Let's see. I like the, you had two big ones. You had the, um, what'd you call it? A complaining fast? Yeah. <laughs> critical like judgment. Critical, yeah. yeah critical yeah. thinking. No, that sounds bad because we yeah. tell our kids to do critical thinking all the time. <laughs> but you know what I mean? A fast from criticism judgment all that. yeah, yeah. Complaining. The, the negative stuff yeah. and then there was another one what was the other one that i was like oh i like that oh i don't know now i'm gonna have to go back and listen i know and you will too but so our challenge then for the week i guess because it's the only one that i can remember 
is maybe try this fast. What does that look like? I mean, give yourself a challenge. I'm going to do it for a day. Check in. Check in on Facebook or, well, Instagram, either one of those. As we're here complaining about social media, check in on those. And um, <laughs> let us know if you decide to do it because I want to know. I want to know if, if anyone else is doing it. And um, and don't don't be trying to trick your way out of this. Don't be like, well, I'm not going to see anyone on Thursday. So that's my day. <laughs> that's not how this is going to work, guys. Challenge yourselves to um, to take this Even fast. Even in our prayer life. Yes, that's true because I do a lot of complaining sometimes. You know, we, even our prayer life. Yeah. You know. Like a full-on fast from it. You got this. Yeah. We got we don't have this, but God has this. So we can do it with his with his strength, but we hope you guys have a wonderful week and um we will be talking to you soon. Bye guys. <laughs>